Good morning. Merry Christmas. We are going to be talking about Christmas this morning. We're going to be talking about gifts. We're going to be talking about excitement. We're going to be talking about anticipation. And most of all, we're going to be talking about joy this morning. So I don't know what things are like, what things are like around your house right now, but at my house, there's lots of excitement. And there's lots of anticipation, and there are lots of gifts laying around our house. So in our family, we alternate Christmases. We do Christmas with the Reels one year, and we do Christmases with the Lanes the next year, and this is a Lane year. And we're really blessed. All of our children are home for Christmas. Dow came all the way from Bangkok, Thailand for Christmas, so she's here with us. Jessica came all the way from Philadelphia. Jonathan and Alyssa and James and David Wesley came all the way from Los Angeles, and Zach came all the way from the west side of Albuquerque to be with us, so we're all together. A lot's changed in the last two years uh, since the last time that we were together for Christmas. Two years ago, there were two great-grandkids, and this year there are five, so there are kids around, which is great. And having kids around reminds me of how Christmas used to be for me. Having kids around reminds me of how I used to feel about Christmas presents when I was a kid. And I don't really know about you, but as for me, my attitude towards Christmas and towards presents in particular, that attitude has changed quite a bit since I was a kid. I'm not really sure what my first Christmas memory is, but I clearly remember having this overwhelming sense of anticipation and excitement, wondering about what was going to be waiting for me on Christmas morning. And the presence that I was anticipating, that was a big deal. A lot of thought, a lot of time had gone into narrowing down to just one or two big presents, special presents. And I had asked for those presents, and I really hoped to see them on Christmas morning. And you know, when I was a kid, I knew exactly what I wanted, and I was pretty sure about what I needed. And what I wanted and what I needed wasn't underwear and socks. No, that's not what was on my list. Now, what I wanted and needed was something much more exciting and much more important than that. So I remember those days leading up to Christmas morning. And I especially remember Christmas Eve, the anticipation and the excitement. It was almost unbearable. It was almost impossible to even sleep. Like, would the pool table be there that I'd asked for? Would that slot car racing track show up like I hoped it would? With the official Red Ryder carbine action 200-shot range model air rifle with a compass in the stock and this thing that tells time really be waiting for me on Christmas morning. Anticipation. Christmas is coming. It's coming. It's coming. And then I remember Christmas mornings. My bleary-eyed parents would emerge from their room and then we would rush into the living room and sure enough, Every year, it's here, it's here, it's really here. And we would rejoice. The thing that I wanted, the thing that I was sure that I needed, it was there, it was mine. Finally, a pool table. 
Finally, a slot car racing track. Finally, a Red Rider carbine action 200-shot range model air rifle with a compass in the stock and this thing that tells time. Finally, it was there. There's no letdown on Christmas morning. Just happiness, just rejoicing. So for you older people here, do you remember those days? I want to show you just a few pictures to help capture what it was like back when I was a kid at Christmas. Go ahead and bring the first picture up. Here we go. Anticipation and excitement. Waiting for pictures to come. They're really cute too. Because I'm in them. We're working on it. The first ones are Christmas Eve. Doug's trying. Do I have them? No pictures. Man. Well, let me try to paint you a picture. Did they not show up? So the pictures are when we were little kids, me and my brothers. Um, I was going to tell you that the one in the middle, the cute one, that was me. The other two were my brothers. Uh, But on Christmas Eve, we were in our matching pajamas, big grins on our faces, thinking about what's to come. And then Christmas morning is just chaos, wrapping paper everywhere. And there are a lot of weapons in our pictures of Christmas morning. BB guns and bows and arrows and a pool table. There was even a magic eight ball that we got one Christmas. Exciting times, joyful times. Presents showed up. What we asked for was there and we were rejoicing. But that was then. What about now? Well, I have to admit that my attitude and things have changed a lot when it comes to Christmas, especially when it comes to presents. I'm not a Scrooge about Christmas by any means, but I certainly don't feel that same anticipation. I don't feel that same excitement like I did back then. I'm going to sleep just fine on Christmas Eve. And when it comes to those presents... I have to be very honest, there are very few things that I really want. There's almost nothing that I really need. So when Kathy or my kids ask me, what do you want for Christmas, I'm stumped. See, I appreciate the gifts I receive, but they don't elicit the same joy that they used to because they're not a product of the same level of anticipation I used to have. So used to it was, it's coming, it's coming, it's here, let's rejoice. And now I have to admit it's more like it's coming, it's coming, it's here. Yawn. So why is that? What happened to the excitement? What happened to the anticipation? What happened to that feeling about those gifts that might just be there? What happened to the joy that I used to feel on receiving those gifts? Well, one thing that happened was simply time, right? This will be my 61st Christmas. And I think it's fair to say that I've become a little jaded about Christmas and a little jaded about gifts. I probably have a little bit of that, you know, I've been there, done that attitude. So time has happened. And something else that has happened is affluence has happened. Truthfully, I pretty much have everything I need. I even pretty much have everything that I want. And if I don't have it, 
I log on to Amazon, a couple of clicks, and it shows up in two days. You see, six-year-old me was very dependent on my parents, very dependent on Santa for things like pool tables and slot cars and BB guns. But 60-year-old me has become very self-sufficient. And because I've become so self-sufficient, something else has happened. That excitement and anticipation over gifts, that's become for me more of a spectator sport. First it was my children, and now it's my grandchildren, and it's a spectator sport. I enjoy watching their anticipation. I enjoy experiencing their excitement. I enjoy seeing their joy over their presence. I love watching that in them, but I don't have a whole lot of that in me. I have to admit I miss that. I miss that feeling of anticipation and excitement and joy. Maybe some of you can relate to that. So let me ask you a a question this morning. What is your attitude? What are your feelings about not a Christmas gift, but the Christmas gift? What is your attitude about the gift of Jesus Christ? What are your feelings about the gift of the Messiah? The gift of salvation and redemption that was sent from God to all mankind. What is your attitude about the Christmas gift? Can your attitude be described this way? He has come, he has come, he is here. Let's rejoice. Or has your attitude become, he has come, he has come, he is here. Yawn. Do you have an overwhelming sense of anticipation and excitement about Jesus? Or is that anticipation and excitement gone? Are you certain that Jesus is exactly what you want? Are you certain that Jesus is precisely what you need? Or have you become terribly self-sufficient? Did you come to church today like a six-year-old on Christmas morning? Or did you come to church today like a grumpy 60-year-old on Christmas morning? Did you come this morning rejoicing over the gift of Christ? Or did you come yawning? What is your attitude about the Christmas gift? What I want us to do is I want us to go back a couple of thousand years and I want us to try to recapture that excitement. Recapture that anticipation and especially recapture the joy over the Christmas gift. Over the arrival of Messiah, over the arrival of the Christ. And I want us to recapture that for the gift of Christ is truly good news Great joy. Luke chapter 2. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. And everyone went to his own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David. Because he belonged to the house of David, to the line of David. 
And he went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him. And she was expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. And she wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were shepherds that were out living in the fields nearby, and they were keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You'll find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. And when the angel had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off. They found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. And when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. And Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. It's Jesus. It's God's gift to the world. A Savior has been born to you. Not just born to Mary and Joseph. Not just born to the shepherds. Not just born to the people 2,000 years ago, but born to you. Born to you and me. And that's great news of great joy. It's great joy for he is Christ the Lord. And for those who were waiting, those who were watching with anticipation, those who were excited about the coming of the Messiah, their joy was finally complete because here, in a manger, the Savior was born. Christ the Lord had arrived. Verse 21. On the eighth day when it was time to circumcise him, he was named Jesus. It was the name the angel had given him before he had even been conceived. When the time of their purification according to the law of Moses had been completed, Joseph and Mary took Jesus to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord to offer a sacrifice in keeping what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of doves or two pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem named Simeon. And Simeon was righteous and devout. And he was waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Christ. 
And moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all people, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and glory to your people Israel. And the child's mother and father marveled at what was said about him. Simeon had been anticipating. Simeon had been looking forward to the Messiah. And Simeon was able to hold Jesus. What was Simeon's reaction to the Christmas gift? He said, well, now I can die in peace. I can die in peace because I've seen salvation here in the flesh. I have seen and heard the good news of great joy. I have held the Christ. He is coming. He is coming. He is here. So rejoice. And there was also a prophetess, Anna. She was the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher, and she was very old. She had lived with her husband seven years, and after her marriage, then was a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple, but worshipped night and day, fasting and praying. And coming up to them at this very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Israel. Anna knew. She knew that this child was good news of great joy. She knew that the true light that gives light to all mankind had come into the world. He is coming, he is coming, he is here. Rejoice. So let me ask you again, have you lost, have you lost the joy of the good news? If you have lost that joy, how do you get it back? How do you recapture the excitement? How do you recapture the anticipation? How do you recapture the joy of the Christmas gift? The excitement and joy of knowing that a Savior has been born to you. And he is the Christ. Well, I believe to have that excitement in the good news, you have to believe that that good news is for you. To put it another way, to find joy and excitement in the gift of Jesus, you have to believe that you need that gift. That's why I had us read Zechariah's song at the beginning of the sermon. You see, to recapture the joy and excitement over the good news of Jesus Christ, the good news of the gift of Jesus, we need to be singing Zechariah's song. We need to be singing Zechariah's song because it reminds us of who that gift was for. See, Zechariah sang this song. Praise be to God for he has come and he has redeemed the enslaved. Praise be to God for he has come and he saved the lost. Praise be to God for he has come and he shined light on those living in darkness. 
Praise be to God, for he has come and brought life to those living in the shadow of death. Praise be to God, for he has come and guided those in conflict to the path of peace. Jesus has been born. Jesus has come. Jesus has redeemed and saved and rescued. and He's brought light and life and peace. That's a good news song, isn't it? But who is it good news for? Well, it's good news for the enslaved. It's good news for the lost. It's good news for the imperiled. It's good news for those living in darkness and living in the shadow of death and those living in conflict. So here's the key. Here's the key to recapturing our joy in the good news of the gift of Jesus Christ. The key to joy is realizing that with Jesus, every morning is Christmas morning. Every morning is Christmas morning. The key to joy is remembering that without Jesus, we are enslaved. Without Jesus, we are lost. Without Jesus, we are imperiled. Without Jesus, we're living in darkness and living in the shadow of death. Without Jesus, we're in conflict with our God. You see, Jesus wasn't just a gift for them. And Jesus wasn't even just a gift for us way back when. No, Jesus is a gift for us every day. His mercies are new every morning. See, the key to joy is realizing that we need the gift of Jesus every moment of every day. So in Christ, every morning is Christmas morning. That's how we recapture the excitement and the joy of the gift of the good news of Jesus Christ. We recapture the excitement and joy by admitting that we are the ones who need Jesus every morning. By acknowledging that we never outgrow the need for Jesus. And since we never outgrow the need for Jesus, we should never outgrow our joy in Jesus. And we recapture the excitement and joy of the good news when we quit being spectators and instead actually unwrap our gift You know, too often I think we focus so much on how much other people and how other groups of people need Jesus that we lose sight of how much we need Jesus ourselves. Other people and other groups of people desperately need Jesus' grace and mercy, and so do we. Every day, every moment of every day. So let's unwrap that gift, that gift of mercy, that gift of salvation with great joy every day. And finally, we recapture the excitement and joy of the good news of Jesus Christ by letting go of what we want in order to take hold of what we really need. You see, self-sufficiency is a joy killer. 
Self-sufficiency is a joy killer because if I believe that I have everything that I need, there's no excitement and joy in any gifts. You probably remember that rich young man who came to see Jesus, but then left Jesus with great sadness. What was the problem? Well, the problem was he wouldn't let go of his stuff in order to unwrap the gift that Jesus was offering him. And so he went away sad. He went away sad because he wanted Jesus' gift, but he really wanted all of his stuff. He wasn't willing to let go of what he wanted in order to take hold of what he needed. So he missed out. He missed out on the joy and excitement of the good news. So this morning, on this few days just before Christmas, my challenge to you is to recapture the excitement, recapture the anticipation, recapture the joy of the good news of Jesus Christ. Recapture the excitement of the Christmas gift by recognizing for yourself that with Jesus, every morning is Christmas morning. So let's admit that. Let's admit we need Jesus every morning. Let's quit being spectators. Instead, let's unwrap our gift, the gift that was born unto us every day. And let's let go. Let's go of, let go of all of those things that we want so we can truly take hold of what we truly need. Jesus, the Christ, the Savior of the world. A Savior has been born to you, and he is Christ the Lord. Let's pray. And Father, you have blessed us so richly. And Father, we confess to you that in our weak and sinful state, we often become jaded to what you have done for us. We lose sight of the tremendous gifts that you have given us. And Father, we even lose joy in the gift of Jesus Christ. Father, forgive us for that. Father, help us to wake up every day with brand new eyes, seeing your mercies that have been given for us. Help us take great joy in Jesus Christ, who has saved us, who has redeemed us. Father, who has Put us on the path of peace so we're no longer in conflict with you. Father, help us be a joyful people in Jesus Christ. And Father, we pray this in his name, Jesus. Amen. He has come. He has come. He is here. Let's stand. Let's rejoice.